This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. That's why Trump faces uh, these charges, which is why he has been arraigned, despite all the chances, simple things he could have done to avoid it. So, you know, we spend time talking to Trump supporters, trying to understand where they are with this. And when I listen to this reporting, I'm listening to what they would say. And they would say, well, no, the government's also lying about Biden and Biden held them too. He hid them in his garage. You can't lock the garage. But the response to that is, okay, fine, don't listen to journalists, don't listen to followers of this story as we report it to you. Don't listen to the White House, don't listen to the DOJ. Listen to Donald Trump, because even now he's saying the boxes were mine, they're mine, they're mine, and I declassified them. Listen to him, don't listen to us, listen to him. And tell me that's still okay. Nuclear secrets hiding in Mar-a-Lago in boxes strewn on the floor by the toilet where people come in and out. Where, quite frankly, your man, Donald Trump, your guy has a relationship with Putin and and other um, fascists and and people who perhaps don't adhere to democratic values. He has these relationships and he has these documents. Are you not worried? He says they're his. You know they're not. Well, I mean, and and, and the thing is, if you don't want to listen to the media, if you don't want to even listen to Rupert Murdoch's media, the Wall Street Journal. Don't believe anybody uh, because you think he's being targeted. If you don't don't want to listen to to Donald Trump, who has admitted it. These people believe Biden runs a crime family and that his son has got access to just as many secrets as Trump did. I mean, they believe many conspiracy theories. So lost cause. Let's have a morning. It's Monday. And we're going to play part of that again. It's so good. Morning, Mika and Joe in a complete and total meltdown. The Trump supporters, we've interviewed them and they, and by the way, in that beautiful voice that Morning Mika has. How would you like to hear that over the breakfast table 365 days a year? Don't listen to the journalist. Don't listen to the White House. Don't listen to the Department of Justice. See, that is their mentality. That is their reality. Let's play. I got to play that one again. I can't, I can't even do the imitation. By the way, we want to know. The only question we want to know, at a, is she going to get co-billing? And is her pay more than Joe Scarborough because Joe Scarborough is just the, he's just the wingman or the body man there let's go ahead and play uh, let's play the, let's re, re, let's make it let's just do Mika <laughs> the great Max Evans it's Monday 19 June year of Allure 2023 the great Max Evans where did he get that music incredible uh, morning Mika I, I may have to play that one more time this afternoon maybe even tomorrow morning that was so perfect you know 
of course, they sit there and go, why don't you listen to the, why don't you read the Wall Street Journal? Why don't you, the editorial page, why don't you listen to Fox News TV for stupid people? Speaking of Fox News, our beloved president, why, why is he doing an interview with Brett Baer? Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Don't reward your enemies. Number two, Pernsel, take it out. Don't reward your enemies. Unbelievable. Um, we got a lot to go through. In fact, they talk about this Putin situation. And um, Putin, while we're kowtowing to the Chinese Communist Party in Beijing, and Blinken sitting there going, we will never support independence for the Taiwanese people. Uh, in uh, St. Petersburg, they're having a, a massive conference of the BRICS, of all the, the, the um, third world nations that control all of the, um, you know, all the commodities. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, others, sub-Saharan Africa. And they're in St. Petersburg and having a discussion about how to get off the U.S. dollar. Let me be blunt. So you got Biden, his regime is in Beijing, Caltown, completely spread eagle in front of she, begging for a meeting, so humiliating, begging for a meeting that she kind of will do a photo op in a, in a couple of minute meeting here at the end. And um, Putin is calling all the third world countries together, have all the resources, and they're talking about destroying the U.S. dollar, of which the Biden regime, along with Kevin McCarthy, are doing a pretty good job of. So I've asked Philip Patrick, on the reverse side of this, we're going to talk, we got Dave Walsh in here because it's getting hot down in Texas, and as we have forecast, and Dave Walsh has specifically forecast, we're going to have a grid problem. Now that's become a reality, so Walsh is going to be here. We're going to talk about the third world nature of the United States of America. I know that that hurts people when I say it, but we got to face reality here. We're a tributary state. We kowtow. To um, we kowtow to our enemies, in particular our mortal enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. Let me bring in Philip Patrick. Philip, I want to make an announcement. You and I started a couple of years ago this end of the dollar empire because if you don't, if we're not the prime reserve currency, and I understand, maybe you don't want to be the prime reserve currency. Fine, if you don't want to do it, then you got to have a, thought, a thoughtful program of ten or fifteen or twenty years of how to get yourself off it and go do something else. But right now, we are what we are, and, and it's it, the economy, we're very dependent. If you're not the prime reserve currency, you think the debt's bad now, it's going to get a lot worse when you can't sell any debt, or you got to sell it at, like, interest rates are, like, 6x where we are right now. But I want to start, I ask you guys to come on, because you and I start at the end of the dollar empire. It's three installments. The latest installment is the debt trap. You go to birchgold.com slash Bannett, totally free. I can announce now that the, 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 uh, the brain trust of Philip Patrick and Stephen K. Bannon, along with some of the brilliant people at Birch Gold, are working on the fourth installment. We're not going to tell you what it is, but the fourth installment that we ha hope to have out. But the first three will get you up to speed on the politics of money and why currency and understanding currency is so important in your country's life, your community's life, your family's life, and your own personal life. Tell me, uh, he's up with the he's up in St. Petersburg with the BRICS, Correct. and they're talking. And here's help me out here because it seems like these nations of the world are kind of going, and their central banks are buying gold. We tried to destroy the Russian central bank. We we seize their assets. 
which I, th- which I think people, most other nations of the world saying, hey, maybe I can't stay on the dollar as a prime reserve currency because if they have my dollar reserves and just take them because they don't like what I'm doing, uh, maybe yeah. I'm broke and maybe I get overthrown. Walk us through the importance of St. Petersburg, uh, and particularly in, in where the current economy is and the people's personal lives. I mean, listen, it, it's everything. As, as you say, the, 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 the position to be global reserve currency puts us in an incredibly privileged position, and it is under threat right now. Even Elon Musk came out recently and said, look, if you weaponize currency enough times, other countries are just going to stop using it. And that's what we're starting to see now. So you rightly point out Russia are meeting now in St. Petersburg. They're talking. Uh, they've announced now on August 22nd another meeting in South Africa, in Durban, and they're planning, these BRICS nations, a major announcement. Now, most people are expecting they're going to officially launch a common currency and call it a BRICS basket or the red back, whatever it might be. Rumors out there, of course, that it may possibly be backed by gold. Uh, And, you know, it's one way to fast track universal acceptance as a store of value. These nations' currencies don't really have much trust. By supporting with gold, obviously, you create that. Now, we know India... China, Russia have all added to their national gold reserves recently. Both Brazil and South Africa are among the world's top 15 mining nations. So it looks to be a very good um, sort of meeting of the minds, if you will. Now, let's not make a mistake. And I mentioned this last time we, we spoke. The BRICS nations, we have to start taking seriously now. They make up 40% of the world's population. They generate 50% of the world's wheat and rice, right? 30% of the earth dry surface. And and they now collectively have a larger GDP than us. I said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think the Chinese yuan takes the mantle of global reserve currency from the US tomorrow. But one thing is clear. We're seeing a world that is transitioning away from dollars. If we see a significant reduction in global dollar denominated transaction, that is a big problem for everybody here in the United States. This administration have forced that hand of our enemies. That's why I thought sanctioning Russia was such a big mistake. It wasn't about Russia. It was about the fact that it alerted China. China now are desperately seeking alternatives. And it looks like for the first time in many, many years, they're making ground. And it looks like it is our reality. It's a very bad situation. If you're going to take somebody down, you use the economic warfare, you use the currency part of the economic warfare to focus on the CCP in, in Bay, instead of going to Kowtow and use that on that, but you get one shot, right? You're going to kill. You're going to kill that king. You got to. You got one shot. If you do this by seizing the Russians' uh, assets, d- doing more to the Russians than we did to the Nazis, you're going to have blowback once again. And I, I want to take our time slowly here. In 60 days, they've agreed. The big thing of St. Petersburg, they agreed to meet in Durban in uh, in August. Walk me through once again this potential big announcement, the the, the, the bricks basket or the red buck. Walk us through that and what, what the implications Look, that would have. They're saying it, and I think it's apparent it's happening. The announcement's coming. Nobody's clear on the name, but even the U.S. now, finally, the administration are starting to take it seriously. On June 7th, House of Representative Financial Service Committee held a hearing called dollar dominance, preserving the U.S. dollar's status as the global reserve currency. Finally, these guys are waking up, but it looks like it's going to be 
too late, right? These guys are making the announcement. It's coming August 22nd, and at that point, it's too late. Uh, like I said, it looks like the BRICS nations, along with 18 other nations, are signing up now to trade bilaterally outside of the U.S. dollar. We've got 40% of the global population potentially no longer trading in dollars. That is a significant effect. It will have a significant impact. Look, it, it is ultimately supply and demand. When you are global reserve currency, there is huge inbuilt demand for your currency. Any adjustment from that, we don't come back from. We don't. Tell me about uh, this possibility, because you, you and I have talked about the last year and share with the audience. If you look at what their central banks are doing, you look at uh, you look what Russia did to peg the uh, ruble Correct. to gold. They're almost right now coming up with an alternative gold back uh, security. Do you believe, is your thinking right now that they could announce that, that, that the BRICS basket or the red buck could actually be gold backed? I, I think it's very, very likely. Um, and it's the reality, right? It's all about faith. Right. And right now, these currencies are lacking, uh, you know, this sort of global trust by pegging to gold, which is what has been used as a store of value for centuries. They mitigate those issues. So it feels very, very likely that it's going to be pegged in some way to the value of gold. If you look at how aggressively these nations have been boosting gold reserves, it really implies that's going to be the basis. By the way, we're going to talk uh, tomorrow and the next day. We've also got about seizing the House floor again about this whole sham, how they're trying to cut the budget and not really cut it. Isn't yep. part of this they've just seen the financial irresponsibility of the elites in this country, sir? Is absolutely correct. Look, there's there's been two catalysts for this. One is domestic policy. We have an administration printing money like it's our going out of fashion. For a little bit of context, the amount of dollars in circulation has increased by 40% since the start of the pandemic. It's absurd. Now, we feel the effect of this domestically. The dollar has lost 15% of its purchasing power in a three-year period. But as I said before, if you're a foreign nation and you're holding dollars to use for international trade, a 15% reduction in that buying power creates a significant problem. It's domestic policy that has fueled this, and of course, foreign yeah. policy. It's mistakes across the board. Yeah, it wipes out your margin. Okay, Philip, can you please uh, hold? Uh, Birchgold.com slash Bannon is where you can get all the information, but you can also go and talk to one of Philip's advisors. Okay, we're going to talk about this recklessness of our elites on the budget, what it means for the economy, capital markets, the balance sheet of the country, you personally. Dave Walsh is also with us on the grid. Will it stand up to the summer? Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. 
you know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Philip. Talk to me about the inflation. Talk to me about why the BRICS nations, remember, these people are being rational. We are forcing this upon them. We're forcing this upon them because of the irresponsibility, the financial and economic irresponsibility of the uniparty, Wall Street, the elites in our nation, sir. It's absolutely correct, right? It's it. We have mishandled almost every situation. This administration is an abomination, quite frankly. So to touch upon the inflation quickly, just to give the update. So Bureau of Labor Statistics came out last week, headline inflation 4% year over year. The problem with that core inflation, or as I call it, sticky inflation, 5.3% year-over-year rise. So it's the same thing we've been talking about for a while. The only meaningful reduction we're seeing in inflation is coming from energy prices, down almost 12%. Everything else, volatile food, up over 6%. Everything else we spend our money on is basically either holding firm or increasing. Now, the reality is energy prices cannot fall forever, right? They skyrocketed. We're seeing a decline, but inflation is not handled by the Federal Reserve. Essentially, core inflation is the same as it was 18 months ago and hasn't even budged in the last seven months. The Federal Reserve try and dress this up. We're handling the problem. Headline inflation's coming down, but they're bypassing the issue, and it really isn't, right? The core inflation is two and a half times the Federal Reserve's target. Now, to quote Federal uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, he said, without price stability, the economy just doesn't work for anyone. And he's exactly correct. It makes it impossible for people to plan for the future. That's true for us as individuals. But like I said, it's also true for central governments around the world. The Federal Reserve are stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. They don't know what to do, right? They want to raise interest rates, but they can't right now. So the Federal Reserve decided for the first time in 10 consecutive meetings to keep the federal funds rate the same, but it wasn't a pivot, right? They're not suggesting that we have a handle on inflation. They said in the same meeting, we still have a long way to go, right? So some are calling calling this a hawkish pause, which I think at best is what it is. It's not a pivot, certainly, because the Fed are predicting... Uh, Uh, two more interest rate hikes by the end of this year. So essentially, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They want to combat the inflation problem, but they can't do it because if they raise the interest rates, it's going to put a squeeze on the banks, right? Right now, there's still $600 billion in unrealized losses across the banks. So the Fed right now have their hands tied behind their back, and it's just a tough situation. But here's the reality we got to stop taking the Federal Reserve's predictions so seriously, right? Two years ago, they predicted by the end of this year, the interest rate would be at 0.6%. By the way, two years ago, inflation was at 5.4%. 
So we've just got to understand the Fed have consistently underestimated inflation. They've stayed behind this, the, the curve. This has been a reactive Fed, not a proactive Fed. And they've got just a terrible record of forecasting even their own decisions. So for me, it's a very, very tough situation. The Fed right now, quantitative easing with the one hand, quantitative tightening with the other, and we're going nowhere. And this is all being driven by an administration that just don't have a clue what they're doing. They're forcing massive spending packages down our throat at a time when the nation can't afford it. We all know how this ends. But it's now a time to put a stop to the spending because uh, I don't think the Federal Reserve can get us out of this. Here's, this is classic stagflation. You have core inflation over 5%. You have yep. economic growth as projected by currently and also as projected by both the World Bank, the IMF, the leading banks on Wall Street of about 1.1%. Very low growth. Falling tax revenues because under your tax structure, you're just going to get lower. Exactly right. And remember, ladies and they've juiced this baby. They juice this baby with $9 trillion off the books on, on the side of, uh, of all this additional spending. Now that we're coming in as the deficit hawks and the debt hawks and guys say we got to stop this, they've already, they've already primed the pump as much as the Keynesians can. They're going to be coming back and saying, oh, no, you guys are terrible because you want this. It, we're in a conundrum. And this is why, remember, every person, I don't care if they're from a third world country, they all have brilliant they sent brilliant people to Harvard. They all can Sorry, work to HB12C. They're, they're, they're doing the discounted cash flows, and they're saying, hey, how about this? How about we keep, since you're, since you're doing a devaluation on us, 15% decline in purchasing power in two years or in 18 months. How about this? How about this, Western elites? Suck on this. How about we start charging you higher prices for our commodities, and we're going to go to an alternative basket of currencies, and maybe we back it. We'll, we'll trust what the hedge has been for 5,000 years will do gold, and let's see who's standing at the end of the day. This is a continuation of Western arrogance. The elites, Davos, the city of London, Wall Street, sit there, you think it can ram it down everybody's throat, and I'm telling you, somebody's got to wake up and say, hey, the world is not, Biden's run his business plan up the flagpole and nobody's saluted. Philip Patrick. Uh, you're absolutely spot on. Look, if there's one thing that's clear, we need a change in leadership and we need it now because you said it right. They are sensing the weakness of the West. They think of us as fat and oversaturated and they are making moves now. I think Biden forced the hand. Listen, to upset the world order, to change the global reserve currency, it involves hardship for, for these nations as well. We forced their hands. We alerted China and we put our ourselves in an impossible situation. The Fed are trying desperately to combat it. But like I said, it's it's a it's a very difficult task. There was a quote from Harry Truman years ago, and he said, you know, what I desperately need is a one-handed economist. And it's sort of ringing very true today. But it, let's no, make no mistake. It's this administration have escalated this timeline. At some point, we were going to lose global reserve currency, right? It's the nature of it. It always circles in history. We have brought that timeline forward. It is under threat. And we yeah. now need something dramatic to change this if we can yeah 
Well, we got to change our spending. We're going to lose global reserve currency as for the dollar. We get, we're going to have to change our spending. Uh, Philip, how do people get to you over at Birch Gold? So I know the audience is going to want to say, hey, if they're going to these gold-backed securities and buying gold at record amounts, maybe I ought to, maybe I ought to read some of the free information kits you guys are putting out. Now's the time. And by the way, we did the dollar. We did the death of the prime reserve currency, the end of the global dollar empire. We started two years ago in this thing. We got the fourth installment coming up. But make sure you get the first three for free where they go philip so it's really easy by the way i say to people all the time you can take everything i say with a pinch of salt if central governments around the world are buying more gold than any year in history it means more than anything i have to say so it's very simple to get information and information is key birchgold.com slash bannon again birchgold.com dot com forward slash bannon that's going to give them access to a free information kit information is key uh, and you can reach me directly at philip patrick on getter but for free information birchgold.com slash bannon amazing work philip thank you very much appreciate it thank you as always steve Okay, people sitting there go, well, they're just a bunch of third world countries. They're in Russia. That's kind of the non-aligned movement from the 60s or 70s. Here's one of the problems. We have many aspects and attributes of a third world country. Uh, Dave Walsh, the grid. It's very hot down in Texas. Tell, tell us uh, that people are panicking now. Is the grid going to be able to withstand it? And how did we get in this situation, Dave Walsh? Well, uh, the Texas Public Utility Commission Chairman Pete Lake was indicating as late, late May that Texas no longer has enough dispatchable generation to meet demand of the ERCOT system. So it's now going to have to rely on wind and, and a little bit of solar to make up the delta in the worst times. Peak demand this year is going to be 82.7 thousand megawatts. Last summer it was 80. Now, why is it up so much? Well, of course, it's going to be warm. It's warm now. That's very normal for this time of year. But one of the things that's happened is 4 million additional people have come into Texas in the last 26 months, a 13.5% population rise, which would call for about 11,500 megawatts of new generation. That's when you admit more people walking across the Rio Grande, you need more infrastructure. Electricity is one of the things you need a lot more infrastructure for, for the Delta 4 million people just arriving from that, from that set of issues. So we're looking at uh, reserve margins in the first place were low uh, as anywhere in the country at 8.6 to 10%. Now, with this population boom and the normal summer heat, we're looking at service curtailments and brownouts, according to the PUC chairman uh, and ERCOT's peak load not being able to be met from time to time this summer. They're forecasting it. Now, at the macro level nationally, the uh, FERC commissioner, Mark Phillips, indicated in a May hearing before the Senate uh, Committee on Energy that the U.S. is headed for a catastrophic situation in respect to reliability. So this problem is not unique to Texas. And he further states that, of course, this is this has happened. Same reason we've said in this forum, the premature close down of baseload energy sources being coal, nuclear and some gas and not being displaced with anything but part time intermittent solar and wind are resulting in this catastrophic situation of not enough electricity in the system nationally to meet peak demand in the summer. So, no, this is it's a Texas issue very pointedly now. And it's a national issue. Texas did pass some uh, legislation to get very diluted in the end. They wanted to have a capacity payment structure to incentivize more gas-fired baseload plant building. They've stretched it out to 2029, a 10,000 megawatt incentive of higher 
bonuses being paid to generators who are online within four hours notice and a interest rate cap. They're going to subsidize some plant build cost with a 3% interest rate cap, but it's pretty diluted versus what they're originally talking about. It goes out to 2029, so it's not going to result in anything for the next two or three years. To augment the hey, Texas Dave, hang on for one second. I've got a bunch of questions about Texas, then want to broaden out to the catastrophic situation nationally. Remember, full energy, full spectrum energy dominance is the basis and foundation of the Trump economic miracle that we saw that occurred in 2019. Full spectrum energy dominance, not independence, dominance. We've taken the reverse tack over the last couple of years, and we're about to pay the piper in the summer of 2023. Dave Walsh joins us on the other side. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Here's something most Americans have not heard about. The USDA recently revealed that fully one-third of the crops planted last season won't be harvested this season. Thanks to severe droughts and fertilizer shortages, the crops did not stand a chance. What does this mean? Food shortages and higher grocery prices ahead. That's why now is the time to stock up on emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com, the nation's largest preparedness company. To help you prepare for what's coming, they're offering a new lower price on their popular four-week emergency food kit. This kit will give you peace of mind when the food shortages hit, as surely they will. It has breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day to help keep you going strong. And it's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Best of all, it costs less than $3 a meal. You'll laugh at grocery store prices when you have this kit. To get this special low price, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You get free shipping, so don't delay. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. The sale ends tonight. This once-in-a-lifetime sale on the towels. Make sure that he's cleaning inventory out so they have more production capacity and more balance sheet capacity for the MyPillow 2.0. That one, you buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com. Promo code Warren. Do it today. Action, action, action. You don't want to miss the sale. Everybody needs towels, right? So go check this out, and then you can check the toppers, everything. we got all the special sales that they give us on uh, our square, which is MyPillow.com. Promo code Warren. So, Dave, Okay. You, let's walk through this, and you got to go slow with me, okay? Um, it's been many years since Goldman Sachs threw me in the oil patch out there to to do uh, to, to to work on the numbers for natural <laughs> gas and oil and all that. Many decades. Here's what I don't get, and I think the numbers are cooked. No pun intended. I don't think the people in Texas at the higher levels are being straight with the citizens of the Great Republic of Texas. Right, the Texicans, the one of the backbones of our nation. More patriots down there, um, and just more good people. The salt of the earth. What are they saying about renewables? Are, are they double counting? There's some way these renewable that renewable number sticks out. Are they saying renewables at the current percentages are, are, are that they really can deliver 
for baseline is going to is going to plug the gap here, and they're barely going they're going to well, get through this thing by the hair, hair of their chinny chin chin, but they're going to do it with this plug number of the of the renewables. Uh, Peter Lake is the chair of the Public Service Commission. There, he's speaking now a lot more uncertainly about that. Oh, really, he's kind of saying that all that's left to possibly bridge the gap is the wind. The twenty eight percent of generation they have that's wind. A couple of years ago, Mauricio Gutierrez, he's a very good friend of mine. He's the president and CEO of NRG. NRG is the biggest independent power producer in Texas. Did indicate that reserve margins there look like they're about 8.6%. And ERCOT had been saying they were 15. He proved, Mauricio proved to be right. They, they are were about 8.6%. The ERCOT board was all swapped out, changed for new members. Uh, so there's been some, uh, some faith building since that time. But they're still, since the 8.6% identification, it should be about 23% headroom of more generation than you have peak demand. They've got another 4.5 million people have arrived uh, from south of the border. So, the, you know, that alone would need 11,000 megawatts of new capacity built for that many people arriving. And that not, nothing's happened. So you've got this, this toxic mix of a totally non-regulated generation system there with combined with 20 years of um, federal renewable subsidies on wind that have caused this huge swing to wind is now 30% of their generation mix and it only operates nine hours a day. Nine hours a day. Therefore, 15 hours a day, it, it does nothing for you. But hold it. In all this time, too, I just want to make sure, make sure I, I want to make sure I understand this. In this entire time that they've gone to renewables, they they have not put the dollars the capital investment you need into basic infrastructure that's always there, they failed to do. Right. Is that the other element that's going to come home to roost here, sir? Yes, it is. Back about 20 years ago, in a number of states, you know, deregulation and electric power began to happen. It got about a third of the way finished. Unfortunately, it stopped and stalled in a lot of the country where you disaggregated distribution utilities from generation utilities. Generation utilities, such as in Texas, are no longer regulated. So they don't have to worry about reliability, availability, and cost of service to ratepayers because they're independently owned. So they're not really motivated to worry about is there enough power there. The distribution companies like Encore are, but they don't control the generation assets that there aren't enough of. So Texas has relied on the independent investor market to build out nothing but solar and wind, really wind, mainly wind, because that's where the incentives have been. That's where the money has chased investment in wind. Texas has not induced any base load continuous duty capacity building, such as coal or better yet combined cycle, big gas-fired plants over the last 10 years. So they have a huge shortage. Uh, but they're now compounded by the massive influx of new population that, again, is in the four to four and a half million range, is, which by itself would mean 11,000 megawatts of power plants are needed just for that. So there, there will be shortages. the hidden... There are going to be shortages in Texas. We're going to we're dealing with folks down there right now to make sure how we do the best reporting of this and get people ahead of it. Now, I got a couple of minutes with you. Just bring the camera back then on the national. Texas is a crisis. Where do we stand from a national perspective? Because we kind of get these the themes in Texas. Maybe not all of them, but some of them actually hit us on the national scale. So, well, uh, shockingly, this isn't Dave Walsh on War Room saying this. This is FERC. Chairman, Acting Chairman Willie Phillips, under the Democratic-run uh, DOE today, coming before the Senate, saying 
the U.S. is headed for a very catastrophic situation in respect to reliability. Because we've had reports from the PJM region, which is New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, the MISO region, which is 13 states just west of there, of course, California, which is called KISO, ERCOT that we've talked about, all seeing not having enough baseload generation left because coal plants and nuclear plants have been shut down way more rapidly and in some degree displaced with solar and wind that operate very part-time. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of a study of all the, uh, the resource uh, integration plans of the major utilities in the country. And looking at, at the 14 really big states, I'm seeing these, these are integrated resource plans covering 2030 to 2035. What's new generation going to look like? This is about 40% of the generation I've looked at. 31% reduction in that time with these plans of dispatchable generation will be present with the massive planned now introduction. All, most of these utilities and states, all of the ones I've looked at, are into net zero decarbonization and all wind and solar and battery storage investment over the next 10 to 15 years to where dispatchable energy is going to reduce by 31%. And then the concept of beggar thy neighbor. All of these plans now involve 40% uh, to 60% more what's called purchase power, utility to utility from neighboring states. But no neighboring state is making enough anymore in any of these plants to have anything to sell them. So when you, when you add these plans up, the state by state, New Jersey, New York, Florida, some of the worst, Nevada, the neighboring states are in the same shoes of producing less power going forward. There's not going to be anything to transfer in and buy because a number of them are using this hedge of purchase power and uh, tr transfers in from basically imports from other states as a balancing factor mm -hmm. in these plants to offset the shortage created by wind and solar. It's not going to be there. So this, this needs addressed immediately at the FERC level. We're, we're headed nationally for a really difficult challenge on lack of energy. And you know, again, cruising into a third world status, being mainly dependent on nat natural resources, wind and solar that you have no control over dispatching. You know, here's the sun shining on me in and out. It's, this is, you know, it comes and it goes, the wind is the same. You can't rely on these resources in a sophisticated economy. They're, they're too intermittent, they're no, part-time. Uh, Germany's showing you right now, when you have an advanced industrial economy, you've got to have a reliable, stable energy source that you know what the price is going to be. Dave Walsh, how do people, yeah. um, we're going to cover this, obviously, yeah. very close. And the folks in Texas, don't let people lie to you or, steer, or, or, or spin you. Yes, sir. No, I'm just going to add one more thing. I mean, the displacement of very advanced, sophisticated technology, such as advanced nuclear power, advanced combined cycle plants with tremendously high efficiency built not just by Mitsubishi but by Siemens and GE with stuff that works five five hours a day and nine hours a day and you don't know when it's going to happen it's just it's an obscenity it's an obscenity because we're displacing extremely sophisticated and clean energy resources with this part-time stuff that's nature-based and you can reach me at um, at getter at Dave Walsh energy and true social the same thank you Steve Dave, incredible. You're doing a great service to your country here. And folks in Texas, we're going to be all over this thing to make sure that the catastrophe down there is as little as possible. So thank you very much, sir. Think about it. They didn't include, never never factored in the 4 million illegal aliens they got down there. I guess they're not all 4 million illegal aliens. A bunch. Two-thirds, right? Brandon Showwater. 
Uh, Daily Mail, very disturbing story because we were told this is, can never be done. Uh, from, Brandon's from the Christian Post has been just the best investigative reporter in this. But I've got a story in the Daily Mail today. I thank you for coming on and joining us. Headline, teachers trade tips on transitioning kids without telling parents. Brandon, what's going on here? I thought I thought that was kind of uh, verboten, that the parent has to be involved here. We're seeing it more and more throughout the country. you got Washington passing bills. you got the state of California. But now you got the teachers that are getting on these Zoom calls and swapping methods about how you, how you cut the parent out of these fundamental decisions for their children, sir. Well, Steve, this is how gender ideology functions. It pits uh, parents against their children and against all you know, anyone in authority in the institutions, a phrase that I say a lot is ideological and institutional capture. So in the face of a lot of these other laws that have been passed throughout the Midwest, you referenced the Daily Mail story, these groups that get online and chit-chats amongst these others of these teachers, these teachers groups, uh, in this case, it was the, the Midwest, it's MAP, the, the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center, Gender ideology grips the mind to the point where they think they can just literally disregard the law. If a state has passed a a bill saying certain content is off limits, such as what Florida has done, uh, they they called it the don't say gay bill, but in fact it was just prohibiting the teaching of lessons where this kind of content would be furthered in the classroom. Other other legislation like that, these uh, teachers are so convinced of their moral rightness that they will get on the Zoom and speak about ways where they can subvert the law and, and, and further this. This is how, how dogmatically it grips the mind. Um, I've been on your show many times to speak about these issues, and I've mentioned a documentary film called Dead Name and how gender ideology abrogates parental rights. This is in every sphere, Steve. It's seen most visibly in the schools, but also in medical settings. Uh, but parents are not only undermined with the decision-making power over what's best for their children, they are marginalized. And so it's some very uh, subversive and insidious and, uh, I'll just say it, downright evil tactics that these, edu- that these educators, they have the gall to go behind parents' backs and manipulate them, call their children a different name or by different pronouns if the, if the child says so, uh, and, and deliberately hide it. Um, it's it's really an abrogation of parental rights. It's outrageous. There's something you got to help me out here. We got a minute on this side, and then we're going to take a break and bring you back on the other. But this gender, this ideology, yeah, it it, it appears to have come out of nowhere, but it's so deep. It even takes people who you think would be rational thinkers or institutions that would be rational, right. and it totally flips them. I think it was what's freaked people out is like. This thing is so weird, but it's come so quickly, and they're so dedicated to it, they would actually give up their ability to be teachers, or they would break the law. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Explain that to our audience. You're right, and it is. I think it is amazing that the speed, the rapidity with which this has taken off within our institutions, but the truth is, is it's been brewing for years. Uh, I think it does, some people compare it to a cult, uh, how it sort of functions that way. Um, a lot of it is just virtue signaling. Um, a lot of this because it's been hooked to the wagon of civil rights. They don't see it as any different from previous you know, civil rights struggles. And so they feel sort of compelled morally and philosophically to just go along with it. Uh, but there's also a lot of money that's behind this ideology. And it's, 
that 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 holds sway over a lot of people but it is i think in a culture where a lot of faith and family has broken down this is still the void and that sort of explains the institutional capture okay. in part of why this is so strong hang on for one second Brandon Showalter, one of the leading, if not the leading investigative reporter in this area over at the Christian Post, is going to join us after a short commercial break. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, Whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. They've been after Trump from the beginning, but... Questions swirl around President Biden's handling of classified documents. Found in President Biden's garage. Multiple classified documents. You and the former president are both now under investigation by the Justice Department. But they didn't indict Biden. Instead, Biden's DOJ went after Trump. Anything to block him from becoming president again. Stand with President Trump against Biden's corruption. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Okay, top of the hour, I've got Natalie uh, Winters and Naomi Wolf are going to join me. Uh, this Peter Hotez situation with uh, Joe Rogan, RFK, uh, Elon over the weekend. We're going to break it all down and go through it. it. Part of it's very disturbing, right, about the vaccines, about the lies, all of it. Uh, and you've got Natalie on the investigative side. has been all over Hotez for a couple of years, knows all about this guy, plus Naomi with the Pfizer documents. We're going to go through it so you have an understanding of what's going on here. But we're not just going to let the mainstream media go back to spinning again and, uh, and calling people uh, anti-vaxxers and all this. This is too serious. Remember, Blinken's over there for the weekend. Didn't mention, didn't mention Wuhan one time. Didn't talk about the reparations, the CCP, OAS, the, what they did to the Chinese people. Nothing. Just kowtowed. 
Brandon Showalter, here's what I think is hard for the uh, the teachers are supposed to be dedicated to the development and the education of the young, right? They supposedly have dedicated their life to this. Why is this radical ideology seen to have just gone through there like a fever? And it's 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 such a driving force. You see these you see these teachers; they're going crazy about this. What is it? How did this come up? Looks like out of nowhere. You say it's been for years, and how is it now infected, like a bacillus? Uh, the teachers and librarians of our nation's uh, youth, sir? Well, as a Christian, I certainly believe that there is a spiritual element to that, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Uh, I think <laughs> there's just something very dark and sinister about it. But you have to understand, Steve, when these these teachers, there's really nothing rational about it. You, you, would, you would ask, well, how is it that they would just further this with such impunity that they would have no shame about doing this behind people's backs. And then we have articles like what's in the Daily Mail today about where they're trading and swapping tips of how they can subvert the law and just do it. This is this is what this ideology does and how it functions. It, when it grips the mind, it is ruthless. And all of our institutions, including and especially the teachers' colleges, are told that this is scientifically based. The American Academy of Pediatrics has put its stamp of approval on it. All of these sort of trustworthy legacy institutions and organizations insist that this nonsensical gender ideology is to be embraced, you know, full-throatedly, I mean wholeheartedly. They are convinced, they have convinced themselves that this is either the next frontier of civil rights or that this is the most fair and equitable standard for all students. So there's nothing really rational about it, but it grips them with a cult-like fervor. Um, and as I said in the previous segment, if you want to see this put on display, go to deadnamedocumentary.com and you'll see how parents, three parents who are profiled are undermined at every turn by teachers, schools, other medical professionals who do the exact same thing. Parents who object to this are undermined and marginalized because they don't want their children being pummeled with this nonsense. This is, uh, it's serious because now you got parents being charged. The, the legislation in Washington state is outrageous. What they're trying to push in yeah. California is outrageous. It's like, the, it's like, the, it's like Mao Zedong. What they did is to destroy the nuclear family. They must weaponize the children, and that's what you're seeing here. Exactly. It's got to be stopped. Brandon, you're doing God's work. Where do people go to get Dead Name? Where do they go? By the way, Dead Name, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's free. Dead Name, all your writings, where do they go? Dead Name is a small fee to watch, so it's not completely free, but it's excellent. I very much would recommend people go see it. I'm at ChristianPost.com on social media, at Brandon M. Show. And if you'd like to see the Dead Name film where these families have been victimized and need a voice, go to DeadNameDocumentary.com. It's very moving. I think the family rupture that's caused by a lot of these schools in the Daily Mail today, uh, we need to get acquainted with their suffering because it's... um. That's the next. That's going to be the next phase. Is investigative journalists and others who are going to be examining the effects of this kind of ideology, the family rupture that this is called has caused society wide, is just brutal. Uh, so I'll be staying on that here at Christian Post, and so will a bunch of other reporters who are, who who will tell the truth at all costs. I knew that very much, and I believe that we're making good progress. Brandon, you're making great progress. You're making great progress. You're seeing parents. We're going to be interviewing. Parents, uh, some of the Armenian, I think, dads out in um, out in L.A. These people going to school board meetings. The dads are no. the dads are getting more. Yes, the dads are getting more involved every day. That's what's got to happen. Uh, uh, Brandon yeah. Showalter, Christian Post. Thanks, great, great work. Thank you, Steve. Um, a real warrior there. 
Crown Carmichael, we need the we need the lion-hearted uh, war room uh, posse to the ramparts. What we have to ensure now is that the lion hearts are healthy hearts. How are you going to help us with that, brother? Steve, uh, thanks so much for having me on again. And I'm holding up our bottle of soul tea. And uh, soul tea is heart-healthy supplement. Take two capsules or 60 capsules in a bottle. Take two capsules a day. And it will help manage your cholesterol, but more importantly, it'll help your entire cardiovascular system. And, um, and heart disease is the number one killer every year. It was even greater when COVID was at its worst. Heart disease even killed more people than COVID. It kills 600,000 people and another 400,000 people have a stroke every year. So it's very important that we keep our cardiovascular system healthy. Solty is a product that we've been making the active ingredient for 19 years. I've been taking my own product for 19 years, so I am my only I'm my very best customer, and um, I, I mean it has helped me. It helped lower my bad cholesterol from 130 to 89, and that was 18 years ago, and it's been under 90 ever since. I'm 74 years old. I take zero prescription drugs, and so I really encourage the posse to go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com, and that will take them to Solty. And if they want to click on the tab at the top that says Our Science, they can look at the overview, and then at the bottom it says Read More, and it will take you to the clinical study that was written up in the Archives of Internal Medicine. That's warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout. That's WARROOM at checkout to get a special offer on your initial shipment and an ongoing basis to get three bottles for the price of two. Thanks, Steve. Crown Carmichael, thank you. Stick around for the next hour. Natalie G. Winters, Dr. Naomi Wolf. We're going to discuss Peter Hotez and CDC. All of it in the next hour. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.